the ship! No way! We're in this together! What's up, party people? Okay, what's the plan? I was just going to get killed. What? And no virus or anything? When would I have time to make a virus? Welcome to Strange New Takes. I'm your host, Notch County, and with me splitting into our many different emotional personalities is... Emily Bowen Marler. Welcome to Strange New Takes. Today, we'll be sharing a recap of the episode, A Few Badgies More, which is number, I don't remember, number seven of season four of Lower Decks. Make sure to follow us on social media at Strange New Takes on social media platforms everywhere, and do us a favor... Tell your friends about the podcast and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us appear just a little bit higher in the podcast rating lists when people search for a Star Trek pod. And as always, you know, we're going to issue a spoiler warning because we're going to spoil this episode of Star Trek and potentially every episode of Star Trek. I don't know that we would be hitting every episode of Star Trek in this podcast, like this actual episode, but hey, you just never know. Things might get wild down here, so... Tall order. 800 are different references. What is this, an episode of Lower Decks? I know, exactly. Uh, well, I'm just glad you're here, Emily. I don't have to talk nonstop for 25 minutes again. Hey, you did uh, a good job. Kudos for thanks, that. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. But it's always it's always nice having a co-host. Uh, if for nothing, then I can get called out on the mistakes I make. And... Let's let's so so as you mentioned before, we're gonna talk about the seventh episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Lower Decks, a few badgies more. First aired on the twelfth of October, twenty twenty-three. It was written by Edgar Monplacier, who's not someone I've noticed before on the mm-hmm. names, by the way. So I need to see if this person has written any other Star That's Trek. An interesting last name. Almost makes me think of Momsplainer. <laughs> Just the way it's written. When I first looked at it, I was like, what? That's hilarious. Oh, he was a writer for the show Blackish. And oh, okay. And was written one episode of this show and 10 episodes of Dear White People. Interesting. Okay. And it was directed by Bob Suarez, who has directed other episodes <clears throat> of the show. And the in-universe star date is 58934.9, which corresponds to 2381. Here's the episode summary, short and sweet, from Memory Alpha. Three computerized villains return to cause problems for the Cerritos crew. And hmm. did you did you have a reaction? I read the summary before I watched the episode and I kind of had a reaction to it. Did you have a reaction to it when you saw it, Emily? So I didn't see the summary before the show, but I saw, I kind of made, a, I don't think I realized it was also going to be Peanut Hamper and... Um, uh, Agamus, right? Agamus? Is that mm-hmm. the right name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, I obviously knew it was going to be Badgy and figured it was going to somehow play into the the exploding ships thing. But it was not exactly the way I had predicted it. So, you know. Totally. They're keeping us guessing, Lower Decks. <clears throat> I, I had, when I saw this, I thought they would all three like work together. So uh-huh. it was kind of a pleasant surprise to not have the three of them. Be right. So that's, that's been kind of a good thing because we've all had our little predictions for this season and none of them have been exactly what we thought. So <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excuse me. 
Well, uh, we always start with our strange new takes. And Emily, do you have a strange new take to share? Food trucks are so cool. I know that's like they've been around for a long time, but I also don't live in L.A. or, you know, I think they're a little more prevalent and all over the place in bigger metropolitan areas than they are Mm -hmm. in like little Springfield, Missouri. But we've had them pop up here and there. But, man, we've got a few that are right by our house now. We had Venezuelan food for lunch. Mm. Good stuff. The El Salvador, the truck, the El Salvadoran truck is right next to the Venezuelan truck. And then there's a Thai food truck right next to that. I'm like, I'm just going to be able to travel the world and just drive a few miles from my house. So that's nice. (laughs) And then my strange new take for this episode is, you know, it's really the badgy episodes that make it so that I can't show lower decks to my kid. (laughs) That's hilarious. I was going to watch it with him this morning. I ran out of time because this seems to always happen to me when I think I have like all morning to do stuff and then somehow my time runs out. But mm-hmm. um, I thought, oh, maybe I'll watch this one with Dietrich. And then I remembered and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Like the threats that Badgie makes are they're just a little much. <laughs> so, Yeah, totally, totally. <clears throat> Which reminds me, here's another strange new take I have just in general mm-hmm. that I it, this pertains to Star Trek. I was listening to a podcast the other day <clears throat> with someone I know. They did a disc- discovery podcast back for the first two seasons. So I'm listening to those. Mm-hmm. just because I wanted to hear her on the podcast. And um, so anyway, so I was listening to those podcasts and they were talking about uh, how a lot of people were feeling. So this would have been season one discovery. A lot of people were feeling like they just couldn't watch Star Trek with their kids. Like new Star Trek was not appropriate mm-hmm. to watch with their little kids. And I was like, oh yeah, 100%. I agree. <clears throat> and would you believe the thing that they kept focusing on was the language? And I was like, the language is not why I have a problem with showing new Star Trek to my kid. It's the violence. And they were trying to make the argument that the violence is not that much worse in new Star Trek as it was in the other Star Trek Mm. shows. And I'm like, that is just not true. Like, yes, there are, there is the occasional episode, like, cause the episode they brought up was, um, chain of command when um, Picard is being tortured. So yes, that's terrible. But that's a not, that's a very small percentage of earlier Star Trek that would have scenes like that in it, you know? Anyway, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, it just seemed to me to be a testament of how desensitized we as a society are to violence. That we can see pretty graphic scenes and not recognize that that might be problematic to show kids. And just kind of forget that it was in it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, I just, I found that fascinating. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, also, I mean, I think with the nice thing about new Star Trek now, though, is that there are, there is Prodigy. Well, yes. Let's hope. <laughs> hey, did you see? It's going to be on Netflix. I did see. I did see. That is very good so, news. And yeah. hopefully that'll mean good things for Prodigy. But like, I think I, I got to say um, that, Having that show makes me feel a little bit better about the fact that other shows may not be kid friendly all the time. Like I think it's because back in the day there wasn't anything mm-hmm. of, like in mainstream Star Trek shows that you that was you know specifically kid focused. So, uh, but I think you're right. Like I think and it's so much is down to like personal you know preference right, on that too. So <laughs> like I can completely see why someone has like uh, completely like I was raised on like you know. <laughs> 
play all the video games you want, but don't say any mean words. So <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I don't have any kids, so I have no idea what decision I would make in that right. department. Well, and like I personally, I'm more worried about. I'm I am most worried about violence, about showing my yeah. kid violence. I'm more worried about violence than I am about language or sex. Like that's totally now. If it was violent sex, obviously, obviously. not going to have him watching that. But yeah, so those are I, violence is the thing that I'm most concerned about. But anyway, I don't know. Totally, totally. <clears throat> Um, well, for my strange new take, I will just say that, um, it is inconvenient when you forget to cover deck furniture before a rain pour, but it's also a good thing when you buy deck furniture specific pillows, because that water just like flows out of all of them. They're like completely synthetic. It's wonderful. Um, so I had not obviously noticed this about deck furniture before because I'm pretty pretty good about covering it but it just you hold it up and all the water just flows out and then you can let it dry it's fantastic um with this episode i think this is another one where lower decks is giving us a real star trek story rather than just making laughs like we're Mm. getting a lot of lower decks of just giving us straight sci-fi instead of making it like we're doing star trek for laughs right you know um and and the whole situation with Badgie, I think it's 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 a whatever you think about it and rate it, it is still a core sci-fi story. So it's kind of interesting in that sense um, that the Lord Dex continues to kind of morph into this like more traditional sci-fi story thing rather than we are going to just play Star Trek for laughs. Yeah, I agree. Man, so, Badgie's yeah. teeth are freaky. Sorry, I'm just looking at this picture. <laughs> There's something about those yeah, teeth. <laughs> totally. Hey, did Jack have big teeth? Did we see Ransom in this episode? Very. I just remember it. I don't know if he's had big teeth in the past couple episodes. Oh, really? I have not noticed Ransom's teeth. I was not looking at them. I know, so. I wasn't either, but it just dawned on me. Oh, yeah, he got really big teeth to replace the ones that Mariner knocked out. And I wondered if they were going to keep that gag for the rest uh, of the season. Yeah. And I, I haven't noticed, which makes me think they haven't. <clears throat> yeah, I don't remember uh, seeing Ransom in this one. Um, well, uh, let's... let's. But I, He was probably in the like bridge scenes, but I didn't notice. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's start talking about the the plot of this episode. So there's two two kind of streams. Like this seems to be pretty typical now for Lower Decks, where a couple of the characters get sent off to do something different, and that's how they split the A and B plot. So one of the plots was Tendi and Boimler going off to this like robot prison, and the other plot was our friend Rutherford and Mariner. Uh, together having to fight Badgie. And yes. like I said, I really expected when I saw like three villains were going to be in the same episode, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be them to get working together. Like Badgie right. discovers these other two. But no, Badgie actually gets uh, like, remember when we were, when the last time Badgie appeared, there was that shot of like Rutherford's old implant from when yeah. he was like, r- when it was ripped off his face. Yeah. And so that this, this, the Drukmani basically find this implant. You know, and it was so, like, ultimately, none of them were working together, right? Like, because you even get at the beginning, they kind of do the misdirect at the beginning where you think that, um, I mean, you know, Badgie's kind of off on his own. Mm-hmm. And he's with the Drugmani. 
Um, but then you think that uh, Peanut Hamper and Agamus are going to be teaming up together. And ultimately, right. that doesn't turn out that way either. Yeah, Peanut so Hamper was surprising. It was. It was. And also, we can't forget the binar ship that gets zapped up by the uh, ship kidnapper. Yes. Which, in this episode, they make direct reference now that the ship is actually stealing the yes. the people and not destroying their ships. But it's very interesting because there has pretty... There's been substantial debris. It's not just the debris that has the insignia on the ship that's left behind. I mean, it seems to me in the scenes we've seen, there's been significant damage left behind, hasn't there? Um, I think that's the thing is like, we don't know, right? Like, yeah. Uh, or maybe they leave some. I, th I think the, the, um, uh, situation that we get here is that they, or the suggestion we get here is that they are, what is it? That, that they are swapping out the debris with something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so making it look like the ships are destroyed, but they're actually stealing the ships. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But so. we still don't know who's behind it, right? No, we don't. We've, we didn't now, get any of that information. Well, and I thought Badgie might be behind it. So clearly Badgie's not behind it, at least, you know, as far as we can tell. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I really don't have any clue how they're going to play this. Mm -mm. It's going to be the season ender, I think. Or yeah. close to it. Yeah, they really don't have any interest in giving us any crumbs uh, mm -mm. about it at all so far so yeah we'll see i uh, i mean i thought like it was interesting this week that they didn't even give us any subtitles or anything that the binars were saying we've now like had this right. same scene where like the lower deckers are upset about something on the ship and that was exactly the same way they played the scene with the binars as well yes yeah pretty and funny. we just assume that they were having the same conversation that all of the other <laughs> lower deckers were having exactly exactly so i wanted to see some binar binar some binary code um somewhere on a screen but i didn't see any i figured they would show us that i don't know yeah 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 um i i think they it was very quick kind of reference mm -hmm. and just drive by right 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 well, so let's just tackle the whole peanut hamper agamus thing. So both of them are scheming, as we ex as you and I would expect watching the episode, mm -hmm. uh, that they become friends and now they're scheming. And agamus learns how to make his light blue, which you know is as we know only good good robots do that. <laughs> so funny! I was like, wow, I can't believe that people would fall for this, but I they definitely wrote the character so that they would fall for it. They're like, oh, his light is blue. Well, he must be good. Totally. It's strangely reassuring <laughs> or whatever it was they said. And Agamus <laughs> has like got these drones and he's like completely evil, planning to take over this planet. Um, and Peanut Hamper is conspiring with him, but turns out she is actually like truly rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. And Which I had a hard time believing that would be the case because... I mean, that's what they thought when she was on the avian planet. I can't remember what their names were, but... Um, Rada. You know, she fell in love with Rada. <laughs> yes. And, but then you find out she's just treacherous. Like, you know, you can't believe any of that stuff. And so I just thought, well, they're going to do that again. But no, they didn't. Yeah, no, they, they kind of did something fresh. And which is what, like, kind of Tendi at the beginning of the episode is all like, oh, my God, like, this is... 
you know, she's she's turned a new leaf. I'm so excited to see her. And I was like, there is no way. Like, come right, on. Yeah. Like, um, and Boimler has the kind of attitude that we would have to Agamus, mm-hmm. which is like, Psh, no way. Like, he's right. totally evil. And then, of course, he's proven right. Right. Although, I feel like perhaps even Agamus is... They made it seem like Agamus maybe has reconsidered or had a change of heart because by the end he's just so he doesn't ha- his heart isn't in it anymore because peanut hamper is not wanting to take over the civilization with him and so you get the feeling that oh no actually maybe he would be content to just be with peanut hamper and do the you know mundane tasks mm-hmm. that peanut hamper was doing um so yeah uh, he may- maybe he's changed now too who knows yeah, we don't know. I think this is the thing that the episode kind of leaves open, right? Like, it's like, what ha- what happens from here for Agamus? Peanut Hamper does seem to, like, now have turned a new leaf of, like, uh-huh. being um, in in this, like, station that's with a whole bunch of different other... What are, what are they called? Um, the computers? Uh, oh, they called them the... They had a funny name for the ones that were, like, wanting to take over the world or universe. <laughs> that was pretty uh, funny. I can't exocomp. remember it was. it was an exocomp. Oh, the exocomps. Okay. Yeah, yeah, No, I was just talking about the exocomps. So there, oh, she's, okay. She's, you weren't she's talking on, about the whole... And one of them's her dad, apparently, so... <laughs> yeah. What's so. his name again? It was, like, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> he's, like, Mr. Hamper. Oh, no. His name is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she chose the name Peanut Hamper, so it's got to right. be her dad's name. Yeah, right. no, I thought that plot was kind of... <laughs> It was okay. Like it was, it's fine. It's funny at times, and like I, we got to hear Jeffrey Combs, you know, go crazy, and that's always right. fun. So like, right. you know. Um, well, I thought it was funny, like when they had the, all the counseling, like the group therapy that was happening with the different AIs um, down in the facility. I just thought that was hilarious. Or they have like absolutely. the basketball hoop played, so they can they can play hoops together or whatever. <laughs> totally, totally. No, it was it was a fantastic parody of like all the like other prison scenes or whatever right, we've right. seen in TV. Um, I think like for me, I thought the Badgie plot was a lot more compelling in mm-hmm. some ways. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was. There was some genuine peril to that one. So like Badgie oh, is yeah. now taken over the ship. He finds the Cerritos. Rutherford and Mariner like zap over there in like their spacesuits to try and stop him. And you know we ha- I don't have we had a Rutherford Mariner pairing off before. I don't know if we have. I felt like this might be one of the first ones. I feel like it's it's more rare. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I I can't remember. I I see. I don't have this kind of like. I feel like there's some people who can just be like, oh yeah, on episode four of season two. Right. Right. I don't have that kind of memory, but like I don't think we've seen them often at least for sure Mm -hmm. so and i did think it was a little silly for mariner to like chase after rutherford like that uh (laughs) especially like i want to go back now (laughs) when she realized she's like okay what's the plan and i'm like i have no plan i was planning to die (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty great um but pretty quickly, Rutherford kind of uses the Kirk logic of like, it's still a computer, so it must like have logic or whatever. <laughs> so well, but no, first he goes to hug it, right? Right, right. You he, get the he hug. He wants to, oh, I'm going to give you what I never gave you before, Badgie. <laughs> and then it creates Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Totally, totally. And so, Okay, and then they do the logic thing. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. And, and but but it's like I feel like this is still like a nod to like 
Star Trek stuff, right? Like yes. it's like it's gonna be about kind of being Landrew. nice and being fatherly, <laughs> and then it's like right. the the Landrew style like right. logic thing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's definitely like I feel like it was it was in the vein of other Star Trek. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean. It was kind of troubling. I think the one thing that troubled me about this plot, though, was that Badgie was able to, like, so easily, like, almost destroy all life in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, that was a little, um, yeah, disturbing. Right? Like, I feel like it should be a little bit harder to do. <laughs> right. That It felt like the stakes were just too big. Like, like, just too, like, it was too much. They, those were like discovery type, discovery level stakes. <laughs> you you <know>? said it, <laughs> not me. Uh, yeah. I'm no, doing totally. a rewatch of Discovery just because I thought it's getting ready to be done. So, and they're yeah. not going to bring it back till what, January or something. I don't even know if we know the date, but so I've been doing a Discovery rewatch. I've rewatch. I've only made it through an episode and a half, but <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. Bon <laughs> voyage just... is all I could say. <laughs> that's, that's a, 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 a. But no, that's more, me only getting through an episode and a half is more a testament to my busyness than my desire to watch it. Totally, so. totally, totally. Um, well, yeah, we don't have a date yet for when it's coming out. It's said to be early 24, so it should yeah. be somewhere in January or February. But because there's so little new Star Trek, they might have to be a little bit strategic about what they do. Um, I, I don't know if I have too much more to say about the Badgie plot, except, like, it's kind of interesting to show that Badgie can also, like, ascend to the koala, yes. much yes. like you can. It's just fantastic. <laughs> and So does that mean we don't have to worry about Badgie anymore? Or is Badgie going to be in the clouds with the koala now in the credits? <laughs> I, I think Badgie is now gone and we only have Gucci left, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. We've got Gucci. Yeah, so so I think we still have Gucci, but uh, we'll see what they decide to do with Gucci in the future. Oh, my gosh. And I love how freaked out everyone else is over Gucci. They're like, um, I've got some place to go. I'm not going to stay here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite trust this. Right? No, totally. I mean, why would you, right? Like, it's uh, yeah. 100% weird. Rutherford's uh, a little naive. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But, I mean, at the end of this episode, though, we do get, again, Boimler and Agamus. Boimler getting the information from Agamus about, like, how to track the um, the the ship that's stealing people. So maybe the mm-hmm. next episode... Well, typically, Lower Decks does this thing where they give us a little bit of information and they go off and do something different for an episode and then maybe right. like they'll come they back come in a back. couple of episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to that. Have they given us any title names for the next couple episodes or no? Uh, they have. Caves is the next episode. Caves, okay. Yeah. That, that sounds to me like it's going to somehow make fun of all the cave sets repeated cave sets in totally, Star Trek. Totally. Like the Voyager caves that they just use all, all they had the like one set that was the cave set that they would use for all different planets or planet hell in the original series. <laughs> 100%. Well, uh, any other points to share about this episode, Emily? I don't think so. All right. Well, we can jump into ratings. Do you want to stick your neck out and give us a rating or should I go first? Uh. I think I'll just give it, I'll give it a 3.5. I thought it was solid. I wasn't like, oh, this was great. And I was like laughing so hard during it. But I didn't think it was a bad episode. So just solid 3.5 out of 5. Totally. I'm at a 7 as well. Like it was it was good. I can watch it again. But it's not like right. top of my list of like, you know. Right. Yeah. 
All right, well, um, I think that's all she wrote for this week. I will point out there's a weird Kid Cudi Star Trek. Have you seen this? Like, there's a music video. There's, like, a Fortnite, like, in the game, some stuff. Um, I just saw the trailer originally introducing that he was somehow doing a partnership with Star Trek, but I haven't seen any of the other stuff. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. So there's there's some there's some very interesting activations by by Star Trek, and some people are like, I think the overlap between people who play Fortnite, people who like Kid Cudi, and people who like Star Trek is probably not that high. But that might be why they're doing it, right? Like maybe, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some research somewhere that shows something. So let's see. Um. Anyway. Beyond that, I think there's the New York Comic Con, so we'll see if there's any other news that comes out this week for mm -hmm. about Star Trek, and maybe the next episode we'll cover a couple of things. But until, excuse me, until then, I think that's all for this episode. So thanks, Emily, for joining me to talk about Star Trek. Like You're I welcome. Said, I, it's a good time. Yeah. And uh, Adam, Bill, and Rudy, I hope you all are having a great time, whatever it is you all are doing. Thank you, dear listeners, for making time to listen to us talk about Star Trek to you. And thank you, Justin Gua, for recording our theme music. We always appreciate hearing you strum away at the guitar. And a special thanks this week to Kid Cudi for confusing me with his activation. <laughs> and, like, I hope, I'm, I'm happy you like Star Trek, man. That's pretty cool. So, like, go you. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.